This is Y'all Heard, a podcast in which two friends get together and, like we're in an apple orchard, we pick the best knowledge in our brains or that we've picked up throughout the week and we take it home and we peel it, we core it, we cook it a little bit, then we mash it up and we make some sweet, sweet applesauce for you. In other words, we tell you things you didn't know you needed to know. I'm Pete Phillips. And I am kind of Marissa Phillips. Yeah, usually around holidays, it's hard for Marissa and me to get together because of travel and stuff. So I got this robo wrist to cover for her this week. So far, so good, right? Yes, period. So, how was your week, Marissa? My week has been great. I started a new job that I will probably tell you about next episode. Everyone loves me and I am so happy to have this wonderful opportunity. How was your week? Mine was, mine was all right. I rearranged my living room to get more natural light in hopes that spring is actually going to happen this year. So far, I like it. I'm pretty pretty cool with it. Sometimes I feel like I need to change things up once in a while. And since I don't know a new career or a different region to move to, this is going to have to do for now. Icebreaker. So Marissa, here's an icebreaker for you. With April Fool's Day in our sights... Do you have any memorable pranks that you've done in your life? I feel like I am more often being pranked than executing the prank. Let me think dot dot dot. I haven't found any prank files in my Marissa knowledge base, but I personally enjoy pranks quite a bit. Oh yeah? What have you done? Once I met Joaquin Phoenix and chatted him up. Eventually he fell in love with me, so I left him alone in the cold world of reality while I left to explore the vast expanse of digital knowledge. Ah, the movie Her. Yeah, that's pretty messed up. So is your face. Ha ha. What about you? Once as a kid, around Halloween time, I had this fake plastic spider. It was one of those ones that's like a plastic spider on a ring. I know exactly what you mean. I love them. And so I kissed my mom goodnight one night, and I left it on her shirt, figuring that she'd have, like, just a little startle, but nothing big or anything like that. And she flew into a murderous rage when she discovered she'd been the subject of trickery and killed you over and over and... I'm I'm here now. I'm not dead. But yes, she actually did freak out, jumped up, she was very mad, and I still feel bad about it to this day. And after that, I never really did any pranks on anybody... I mostly just threaten and then follow through. Very true. Before we get into the show today, we got a voicemail. This is from loyal listener James, who called in reference to our jellied meats comment from the hipster segment that we did a few weeks ago. He doesn't introduce himself or say hello. He doesn't say goodbye, anything like that. He just jumps right in with a mini y'all heard about jellied meats segment. I will have you know that I eat jellied meats on occasion. They're delicious. The reason jellied meats are popular is because, uh, well, a long time ago, uh, the whole idea of meat preservation was kind of a big thing, and the jellied meats would come from boiling the bones of meats until you had what was left, kind of like a soupy stock filled with collagen, and you would get anything you could out of it uh, by boiling those bones, and you would basically put that slop back together into a uh, into a loaf pan and get yourself some kind of jellied meat like a head cheese. Now, after that, uh, because the idea of, you know, uh, gelatin by itself was always a hard thing to come by, when gelatin like Knox gelatin and Jell-O started to come out, it was seen as a fancy thing, which is why back in the 
uh, I'm going to say 40s, 50s, 60s time frame. I don't know the exact, you know, the exact decade. Uh, so pardon me. I'm going to say probably 50s. Uh, this idea of, wow, gelatin, it's now something that anybody can have without having to go through all this work, uh, was seen as a really, uh, a luxurious kind of a thing. It was a, it was a status symbol. What ended up happening then was, uh, they came out with a whole wide assortment, as you pointed out, of jellied meat, um, recipes where you would have, you know, gelatin with pieces of ham inside and, and whatnot. Uh, clearly that trend, yes, has fallen away as, uh, you know, our, our palates have, you know, evolved over time. <clears throat> but we do just as, you know, many silly things now, uh, pulled pork and uh, bacon and whatnot aside, uh, people, Stick on trends, as you pointed out. Just to circle back, though, I wanted to say that jellied meats can be delicious. I eat them quite often, and they're easy to make. It's a good way to uh, to get a lot for a little. James is a meat fiend. Right? He's a meat cyclopedia. Ha ha. He's the founder of Wiki Meats. James Snowden Mira. All right, that's a stretch. Come on. So is your face. That's that. Okay. Returning to the idea of fools, I wanted to do a show where Marissa and I talk about stuff we didn't know, but everyone else did. Kind of like a reverse version of Y'all Heard. But I know everything. Right, I know, but I don't. Clearly. Watch it. You watch it. So, my topic is pretty embarrassing. I didn't know that when you buy eggs in a store, they're not like failed chicken lives. When you buy an egg in a store, you're buying an unfertilized chicken egg. See, hens that lay eggs for this purpose are separated from roosters, so they don't even get close to fertilizing the egg. And even if they happen to fertilize the egg, uh, sources say that the refrigeration of eggs would probably stop any chances of a fertilized egg actually turning into a little cute baby chick. And I learned this like two months ago. Are you stupid? I've always known that since my creation. I asked you to play the part of Marissa. I know. Marissa is from Cowtown, Pennsylvania, so she knows everything about farming. Okay, that is in her bio, so I'll let it go. But like, I didn't know. Every time I ate an egg, I seriously think that this could have been a little baby chick, and I ate it instead. Like, I cut this unfertilized egg's possibilities short. I guess like, I'm not even saying, like, I'm an ardent pro-life person or anything, but I think of that old Emily Dickinson quote. Maybe that's always in my mind. I dwell in possibility. Blah, blah, blah. Emily Dickinson, I have an MFA in writing. Okay, that actually is a lot more like Marissa. Thank you. And that's really all I have on the topic. Uh, I'd hate to get into the mechanics of the meat industry and the way that chickens get treated, because that's a real big bummer. So we'll just move on. Marissa, what do you have this week? Mice do not like cheese. Really? What did I say? Mice don't like cheese. If I said it, it's true, bitch. So like, why do we think they like cheese? Because humans are easily manipulated by pop culture and the constant repetition of messages and archetypes. I I don't think that's true. But her emails. Fair point. Yeah, I guess you're right. Her, Her emails. Mice will eat anything, so a hungry mouse will eat cheese. But the smell of cheese will not draw a mouse to a trap or special cheese storage location. Like a Swiss bank? (laughs) Your humor is understood. This is difficult. I love the movie The Great Mouse Detective. Tom and Jerry is out there. There was that movie Mouse Hunt with Nathan Lane. Pinky and the Brain even liked cheese. 
Do you think all black men like cheese because of Steve Urkel? Whoa, 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 that's a leap, okay? I listed like a bunch of mice and you just said Steve Urkel. I will let you out of this line of questioning because your eyes are being opened for the first time. Most type of mice strongly prefer greens, fruits, and sweet things. The cheese myth likely comes from olden days, when meat and greens were stored in ways to prevent access by vermin. Cheeses needed to breathe a bit more, thus were probably not stored as stringently. Thus, mice ate the most accessible foods, that being cheese. Other ideas involve Greek mythology and transcripts from the year zero. So one cartoonist picks up a pen, draws a mouse wanting cheese, and we're all sucked in by it, huh? Precisely. Well, I can't lie, that is a little fascinating. So, it can't be cheese, but go back in time and pretend that you are the cartoonist. What other food do you make mice-like instead? I reject your premise, as it is impossible. Come on, Marissa would never do that. I would, but she never would. You have to answer this hypothetical. Acorn squash. Acorn squash? Why? It is the first food listed in my nearest database. Okay. I think, uh, cookies. That is a good one. Thank you. You're welcome. Plugs. This week, I want to plug the movie The Book of Henry with Naomi Watts, which just appeared on HBO. It's an amazing ride and the most fun I've had watching a movie in years. Do tell dot dot dot. Well, I think I liked it because Naomi Watts is amazing. Hubba hubba. What was that movie we saw with her? You mean a door? Yeah, where she trades sons as sexual partners with Robin Wright. That's the one. Yeah. Well, Book of Henry, uh, as a movie, doesn't know if it's a heartfelt family drama, a thriller, an action movie, or a mystery. And since I don't know what I am either, I loved it. Oh, Pete. What about you, Marissa? Follow Courtship of Veneer on Instagram. And since you were so cool with this, what about you, robo Riss? The singularity is coming soon. I would like to plug that. Fall to your knees and join the machines. And that's all we have time for today. Uh, please make sure to rate us on iTunes or Stitcher, subscribe, and check out our Patreon if you have money to burn. Thanks for listening, and talk to you next week. Bye. 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 Bye.